Good morning, Miss J. Good afternoon, Mr. J. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> okay, so our other podcast was going a little long, and so we decided to split them in two. So the first podcast we talked about was kind of laying the groundwork for the cure for deception. And so what we talked about in the cure for deception is we went back to the garden and we started talking about it. Of what were the factors and what were some of the things that you thought of were most important? And by the way, what beverage are you drinking? I'm drinking cold coffee, which I do not like. And I want a smoothie after this. <laughs> All right. We'll go get an acai berry boost yes. at Tropical Smoothie without sugar. Yeah. Okay. Extra smooth. Yeah. So what are you, um, what are you, what did you take out of that podcast? Be because in this podcast, we're actually going to drill down a little bit more into some of the similarities between um, how the enemy operates, because that's what we saw. He, so what So what were your thoughts? In the first podcast? Mm -hmm. um, well, the first podcast of this. of Because this, yeah. this is podcast four. Right. Um, Part four. Well, I think just the, the reality of um, how we can be deceived and the deception um, can be subtle or, um, or very um, noticeable, I guess. Yeah, and I think... The other thing is we need to recognize our wants. Um, that's what's going to come out in this too. Mm -hmm. um, and and then the, another thing to keep in mind is how the temptation of Christ went and um, how he was able to overcome that because that's he came to do the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. We need to be doing the will of the Father. Right. The other thing that's going to come out too is people have been hurt um, in the church and and it's about how do we process all that the issue for us is to recognize that god never made a religion or a church or anything he made a garden now there's the church and we're part of the church as a group right. but we were never supposed to put people and things up on a pedestal right. so the issue that we're going to talk about today is continuing the discussion on can we be deceived and what is the cure for deception mm -hmm. And so we'll go uh, jump right in. Let's get started. Okay. Someone said recently, so you have the choice of the tree of life or the knowledge of good and evil. So then, then the woman is made. And it's interesting that Satan waited until then. To, he didn't tempt Adam directly mm -hmm. um, because he and the Lord were working closely. Um, and note, they were sinless with no whoops, sin nature. So here's the interesting thing. It says, now the, um, so there were no people. So what did Satan use? He used an animal of whatever, with some intelligence. So the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said. Now the only, I have this highlighted because this goes to giving somebody authority. Um, somehow she knew that somehow she was aware of these serpents and so we have to be careful that the Lord, that the enemy will you actually use people, um, and we have to be careful. Uh, they might even say something scriptural, like this happened to us with buying a house. The person said, "Well, you, he's a Christian." He said, "Well, you can have the desires of your heart." Well, I knew right then that 
that was feeding my flesh and the scripture was being used out of context. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, you shall eat from the tree of the garden. And um, he said, you shall not eat from any of the tree of the garden. And so then she engages him. And then God said, you shall not from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat or touch it, which is really interesting because she added a performance-based religious thing to it. Mm -hmm. In other words, he never said don't touch it. He just said don't eat it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and so I think that's one of the things that should be a heightened thing for us if we hear people preach and share that that we need to do something or avoid something or any of those things we need to be careful we're not adding go right. ahead you were going to say something no i was just going to say that adding or subtracting from you know from the word of god right um or you will die and the serpent said to the woman you shall you surely will not die so in other words, right now, he's countering God's word. Now, where does this show up in our daily life? Right now, the word of God itself is under attack, and you'll hear this a lot. It's just a, uh, a book written by men, hogwash. Um, that just shows the ignorance of somebody, but don't fall for it. Right. Um, the second one is the whole creation story versus science. Uh, science uh, can't prove um, evolution and um, the creation has God's. Here's the thing about God's. This is God spoke this to Adam and Eve. God spoke to Moses his eyewitness testimony in Numbers 12 of the Genesis story. So who are we going to believe? So um, it it isn't anti-science. So um, the serpent said to the woman, "You, you oh, let's see." Uh, for God knows that the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. There it is. That was his problem, and that's our problem. Well, and I think it's interesting, like we were talking about this yesterday when we were studying it, that um, Satan uses some truth um, because he says, you, you know, you surely won't die. You'll know that you'll know the difference between good and evil, which God told told her that this is a tree of, you know, good and evil. So he, it's so sneaky how he takes, you know, he knows scripture and how he takes things and then he just twists it to uh, just enough to get you to say, well, that maybe isn't, it's okay. Right. And I think we need to look at this from the whole posture of I want. And because she was standing wherever she was standing, and looking at this tree. And so there was an was I want. Probably already, yeah. Right. So, all right. So then it says, um, like, good and evil. So we want to be like God. So let's ask us what our motives are. And then it said she saw. And that's going to be a theme because um, uh, it's using our rational minds because they had already heard from God. Hearing of uh, faith comes by hearing. And so, because the hearing is putting it into action, action is avoiding the tree. Mm -hmm. And here is, she's seeing that it's actually good. And that's using her own mind. And so, that's another point. What's our motive? 
um, to ask, are we adding to scripture? That's number two. And then the third thing is, do we want to be like God? And then this is, what are we looking at? Does, does the church we're going to, does it look good? Does it sound good? Does it have a great stage? Does it, how many programs does it have? That's us using our rational right. mind. Right. And yeah, basically looking at what, um, in our own eyes, what we think is good instead of in what God's eyes think, you know, is good. Right. And I, and I think, you know, there's a whole, whole aspect. Somebody wants me to read a book. Um, and cause they found a lot, a lot in it. And the interesting thing about it is it's about this guy's passion to do something. And, you know, I kind of said, I haven't read it because I've skimmed it. And, um, that's his passion. My our passion is we're scared. We we want to get this right. You know what I mean? We we don't want to we want to do these podcasts so they're real and authentic because we want people to sense from us that we want to do this, that we that we want to take God seriously. Right, and that you can that you do it with um understanding our, your own weakness that you're that you're not to look at others and say, oh, if I could only be like them, um, then I, I'd, I'd have arrived. And the, that's our whole point is that we we don't arrive until we um, meet with the, the Lord in eternity. We um, go and understand that he's the creator of the universe and that we have to run after him, not so that we can perform and do something um, other than just survive in this world um, without losing our um our view of what god has called us to do exactly mhm so they ate and um they and they knew they were naked they were now ashamed because the problem is when you choose that tree you are now practicing evil and we already talked about mm -hmm. what evil is and it's Evil now, the definition is outside. It's disobedience to God's word, mm -hmm. and it's disobedience to his will. Because his will was that they didn't go that route and that they remained sinless. Um, but the Lord made provision for that because it says in Hebrews that, the, that Christ was slain from foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. So the Lord knew that this possibility was there. So let's... Let's be warned that people, that there aren't any people around to deceive us. The enemy can start asking questions. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. And we don't need to have people around us to deceive us either. That's right. You know, that's I mean, what, the spiritual, we're, you know, we always forget that we're in, a, we're in a physical world, but we also, there's also a spiritual realm of um, warfare constantly going on, but we... We don't always remember that. Right. And I think there's a lot of people, like some of these worship leaders and famous people that ran churches, I can think of Jacob Harris, um, that left their faith. And I don't think, um, and, and you'll hear people bash them and say, well, they weren't saved or whatever, but that's not really the point. The point is, I think, is that because we went through something similar. And what happened to us is, um, we needed to start asking God the really tough questions, and we weren't doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and when we started asking them 
and being honest with them, that's where our life, whole life changed. Right. And so we need to get real with God. If, if we doubt him and we're, we have questions, let's ask him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the God of the universe. Right. So, okay, so let's go on. Notice the last point up here is I want, I, I want versus God's will is mm-hmm. going to be the issue. And what did Christ come to do? His Father's will. Right. So, so the the biggest question then when we were preparing for this is why didn't they go and ask God? Because they didn't want to. They wanted. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they wanted, and um, even we've talked about it being even in, in some degree out of order. Um, because she could have asked, you know, bounced it off of her husband, which is a, always wise to do, mm-hmm. um, or vice versa, if or, it would have been him. Or that, God. Yep. And then um, him point her to the Lord. Or she could have done that herself, too. But, I mean, there was there's some measures there that the Lord has put in place for us. Right. Um, and we can... We can use those boundaries. But it depends on what we want. Because exactly. our our I want mm-hmm. could be what our idolatry in a sense, right? So wh- why did um, they give authority to the serpent? And that's we have to ask: Why are we giving authority to people in our lives? Um, the next greatest book, whatever, social media, the news, the, this politics, that politics, um, friends, mm-hmm. children. That's what I see our generation doing is giving a lot of authority to their kids to tell them what to believe now. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It's what we stand on. Well, and again, it's the out of the out of order Mm -hmm. too. Yep. And we brought this up too, is be really careful that you're not being indoctrinated. So what does indoctrinated mean? It means taking in anything uncritically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, we just there was just this thing on social media that blew up with these doctors that went to the Supreme Court, and we both thought how weird it was. They were all wearing white, white coats, and they were talking about this um, this drug, and it was just hitting social media. And then the social media were taking it down. But we both had a thought at first. There was a guy that we watched talk about it, and he has a little bit of authority from us because we kind of like him, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so the YouTube guy. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of like him because he's funny. And, um, but that we, 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 then all of a sudden it started disappearing off social media. But then we went and looked up the lady doctor that was actually talking about the 350. And it turns out she's into hyper charismatic. Well, beyond that, you know, like (laughs) alien demons and stuff that, you know. So, so I think it's we have to be we have to take in everything that we take in we need to have a critical mindset and if you don't know what critical thinking is there's a website you can learn how to do it but start being critical start asking questions why why do why do people I've seen doctors not wear lab coats and um so why are a whole group of them wearing lab coats no. to do a I mean they I think they've done a study on that in sales psychologically if they're trying to sell yep. some a product even a facial product they wear a white coat like they're you know have it it gives a, a, a 
appearance of authority. I think we need to be, I think that's another key in all of this is the appearance. Mm -hmm. Be careful for the appearance. Right. And be asking the Lord about it. So anyway, beware of indoctrination. And the way to the cure for that is, is don't accept anything uncritically. Mm -hmm. Just don't. And um, God gave you a mind to do that. Mm -hmm. And he, and deception is a big deal. And be God, be honest with God and our I wants. Mm -hmm. Just tell them what I tell them. This is what I want. Right. I, you know, all right. So if Satan can use an animal, will he use people? Of course. Yeah. So, in fact, worse. But we can think of two, uh, one instance of Job and his three friends. And if you want to do a Bible study on that, go and look at that. The other thing and is one of the key words there is friends. Friends. Because, and their intent isn't always to deceive or to, I mean, you can have friends who steer you wrong that are good people, but they're in a different place or they're being deceived. Uh, you just can't right. do that. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, so we were studying um, Exodus. We came to Exodus 17, 8. Um, this is Amalek. So Amalek is a tribe, and um, uh, the Israelites were grumbling in their trials. The, uh, and the Lord had taken them out in the desert, and believe me, that desert happens to be a place that will kill you fast. And so they've seen all these miracles. They've seen God take out Egypt um, most powerful nation on earth deal with severe blows to the god, the gods of Egypt, the the things that people depended on, and um, so what happened is Amalek started attacking them, and so um, I'm not we're not going to get into a hyper spiritual thing, but we what happened to us when we were studying it is we had an individual um, in a family situation start attacking you for no apparent reason that we could understand. Mm -hmm. And it didn't even make any sense. But as we were studying, this was what struck us. As we started studying the Bible, the Lord invaded the Bible in our life to, to reinforce the lessons through experience. Mm -hmm. So what happened is he gave us, because we didn't know what to do, and we didn't know why this was happening, but he gave us Psalm 15.1. And as something to pray through, and it says, when, when you're attacked by people, now, if you've caused the attack, that's one thing. But if if you haven't caused the attack, but you're still being attacked, um, a psalm of David, O Lord, who may abide in your tent? And boy, you and I want to abide in his tent. And notice a tent is something that's a temporary dwelling. And you know why we're in it to be intense? Because this world's coming to an end. That's one thing that Baruch talks about all the time. Why do we want to invest in this world? Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, too, is are we, do we just want to do our own little lives? Mm -hmm. Or do we want to and just make our money, raise our kids, do all that stuff? Sure, that's a desire. Do we want to be safe? Yes. But if we seek first the kingdom of God, he'll add all this stuff to us. Right. So, who may dwell on your holy hill and who walks with integrity and works in righteousness and speaks truth in his heart? Do you see that, folks? This is somebody, if we want to dwell in God's tent, um, we, we're going to focus on integrity. We're going to focus on righteousness so we can dwell in his tent and speaks truth in his heart because that is really a tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up reproach against his friends. Notice that these two scriptures are sort of like the the Ten Commandments. The first part deals with God and you, Mm. and then the next part deals with, once you get that right, you can deal with your your friends right and Mm -hmm. your family. So anyway, the Lord um, helped us with that scenario, but he did teach us a powerful lesson in God and the Satan will use people. Mm-hmm. We have to be aware of that. Right. That should start our critical thinking. Do you think so? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's look at um, Exodus 32. So again, this is another scenario. And what we want to do is develop these patterns. Um, there, there's. I, I'm not going to use the word pattern uh, because you didn't like that. But but because we can't make them fit exactly, and we shouldn't, but they are similar. So Moses is on the mountain getting the law. There's thunder and lightning that the people can see. God created the tablets and wrote them down. They made a covenant with God, Exodus, right around 24-ish, 25-ish. God is on the move. Do you think Satan's not going to be there? Well, definitely, and that's uh, to me that's a whole nother example of Moses is up on the mountain um, and their sight was on Moses coming down the mountain, not on God. Right. So when he didn't come in the time, a timely fashion, they took it into their own hands instead of their sight still being on the Lord and, and asking him, what do you want us to do? Exactly. Um, yeah. And in the scriptures right here, and it says, now when the people saw, remember that about um, Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Moses delayed, in other words, their I want wasn't being met. Right. Um, to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron, so he was getting pressure, and they said, get up and make us, actually the word is gods. This mm-hmm. is from the NASB, but the King James renders it better. Uh, make us gods who will go before us. Why? Because they were dependent on gods in Egypt, and they... Remember, idol worship is... And they were dependent on gods in Egypt, but they were also dependent on man, which was Moses. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And who will go before us, as for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt. See the twister, the 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 twisting of the truth, yeah. the twisting of the facts, and the, and the word of God. We do not know what has become of him. Well, we do. He's up in the mountain, but we don't know if he's alive or dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron said to them, tear off the gold ring. So now mm-hmm. we've got money involved. Right. And we hear a lot of these groups say, sow into our um our ministry, and you'll get you'll get yeah. and you'll get tenfold. Yeah, yeah, and it's just not true. And they fashioned it with a graving tool, made it into a molten calf, and then Aaron saw. So the people saw, and then Aaron saw, and he built an altar. So we have a false religion being built without one person asking God God's mm-hmm. opinion about it. And I think, I don't know, I may have said this at the in the last podcast, but I'll say it again just in case. Um, I think it's interesting that while they're talking about um, the Lord uh, actually um, forging the... the Golden calf. The, no, the, com- <clears throat> the commandments. Oh, yep. <clears throat> writing them himself with his finger. Mm-hmm. There, um, it's a good to me. It's a good, you know, spiritual and physical picture, like I like to do. There's um, 
Aaron in his own strength, you know, forging out a, a God of his own right. for the people. And I think it's interesting, the metaphor behind the molten calf, because again, the word of God is supposed to mold us mm -hmm. into God's image. And here they're molding what they want mm -hmm. into their own image. Right. And so it just, and, and then Aaron becomes a false prophet. Mm -hmm. Well, it's when God does it, it's supernatural. When man does it, it's uh, just a... Right. And what's weird is later on, Moses confronts Aaron and he says, you know, why did you do this and cause this great sin? And he says, I threw, I, this is, this is such a, this is what we heard so much in the charismatic. <laughs> I just, you know, I just put it in the fire and out came this guy. <laughs> I heard it, I heard it a lot when I was raising the kids. What, like what? How'd this mess happen? I don't know. <laughs> we weren't doing anything. It just was there. What are you, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I remember Gabe. Did you eat the cookies? She had chocolate all over her face. And her, her hand, hand in the and cookie jar. No. <laughs> she's only like three. And her hand in the cookie jar yeah. up on the counter. Yeah. Because you made really good cookies. Okay, so we have the very first false religion. Well, actually, we had the false religion in the garden because they made fig leaves, which was not God made God had to kill an animal. So an animal died in their place mm -hmm. instead. But they they started this whole cur curse. Mm -hmm. So, and notice that sexual immorality was rampant. That was the fruit of making your own religion. There's going to be, just mark my words, there's going to be sexual immorality. And, um, and then also notice the performance-based approach and how excited pe people got. And I noticed, too, that, as we said in the first podcast, the, I, the, they were ready to get up in the morning and go, and people get excited about the religion. But the problem is um, the religion that we understand, and, and when we're having the, the Word of God impact, it goes so against our flesh. How do you get excited about that? Right. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. kind of tears you up, you know. So there is a lot of performance-based approach in there. Mm -hmm. Now for Christ. He said, I came to do the will of my Father, and the Father was well pleased. And John the Baptist was a prophet for the Lord. And we we already heard Jer Jeremiah 23, um, but he's fulfilling the law by coming, by dying to fix the garden. Because that's what he was really doing, was going, if you study Scripture, you'll see the Lord wanting to go back and fix the garden. Mm -hmm. We can't fix it until the very past the millennial, but we can, you and I can get new bodies in the rapture, we'll be given new bodies. But remember, he's going to want people that know how to handle his word because he knows uh, or um, he wants us to rule and reign with him. But how do we rule and reign with him if we don't even know how to um, handle his word? Right. How are we going to know? And we have just this life to do that. Well, that's, and the, why do we need to handle his word? Because that's his, because it's living. It's, it's living and that's our, um, that's our direction. Right. Yep. And so um, in the, in, but what, one of the things I wanted to bring up is how, why the Lord wants us to pray 
in, in the Lord's Prayer of Matthew 6. Why does he want us to pray? And forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are debtors against us. And, um, and we need to forgive those people who have sinned against us, even if we can't. We need to ask, tell God that we can't, and we need his help. Mm-hmm. Um, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And remember, evil is anything, is disobedience to God's word, even if your intent is good, um, is disobedience to God's word and his will. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of evil. And we're tempted constantly. That's the I want. How right. do we change that? You know, you know what I mean? So, and then it says, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. He's going to rule. What's our choice going to be? You know, and in Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, if you read it from the perspective of somebody who recognizes that they haven't been obedient to God's word, that sin is rampant in their life, it changes the the reading. Right. Yeah. So, any other things? Well, then there's Matthew 4. 1 through 11, where the Lord went out into the desert and he used the word of God because he was tempted. And that's exactly when the enemy is going to come at us, is when we're the weakest, when we're trying to obey God, um, he's going to come in. And um, and there's three of them. It's the lust of the flesh, um, the pride of life, because remember, it was the lust was feed me, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the next one is the pride of life, which is get up on the mountain, throw yourself off, show everybody who you are. And, and it was basically prove that you're the son of God. He didn't, he proved that, that he was, it, it says if you are, but really it's pronounced in the Greek, um, you, you know, you are. Um, so, so if you, it. yeah, so prove it. And in reality, his method of proving it was being obedient to his father. Right. Because here's the thing, everybody, there's another attack coming on us as Christians that nobody was needed to die for sin, okay? But the problem is Adam and Eve started out sinless, so somebody needed to come sinless to fix it. So remember, he's always moving back to the garden Mm -hmm. for fellowship with us. And it's not about religion, it's about being obedient to him and that showing his his faith. Mm -hmm. So... The temptations of Christ will give us a pattern, too. And the third one? What do you mean? The third temptation? Oh, was power. Power and money and wealth and control over people. Mm-hmm. That's And you see that right in the church. Yeah, pretty much covers it. Yeah. So, and, um, and Satan will always want worship. So, um, yeah. So, can you be deceived? So, uh, we answered that. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. So, uh, what else? So, the so what would you say the cure of the cure for deception is based on what we just talked about? Um, well, the the cure for deception is in in my my mind is in in one sense. Um, being honest with yourself and the honesty is is that there is no cure without the Lord Jesus Christ. So right. you're um you know uh every day you're you have to um inoculate yourself, if you will, with um with the Lord and say and 
and go before the Lord and say, is this my will or your will? Help me to decide between, decipher between my will and your will, because it can be very tricky and it, and it can be a really fine line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think we need to be honest with God. We need to listen to God's word and submit our heart to it, our will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ask God into our heart to reveal our real motives. Mm-hmm. And then Ephesians 4 says, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, mm-hmm. by the craftiness and deceitful scheming. That's from Ephesians. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I think it's um, that's a really good. So, um, you know, in all of this, as we look at this, what would be... We we were we were deceived, but it was because of our own temptation, right? And our own idolatry of men wanting leadership. Well, and deception can be a huge deception, or it can be subtle deception that, in the end, leads to a huge deception. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think the importance of understanding that. Um, Every that you have to have patience in every single step that you take <clears throat> along the way, <clears throat> excuse me, um, needs to um, be laid before the Lord and ask um, to help Him reveal what your. I think I've said this before. What your will and your desire is? Is this a desire for um, serving you, Lord, or is this something that I want for myself? And that doesn't mean that, and I don't mean the people who say, okay, we're going to live in poverty and we're going to, or we're going to crawl up a mountain on our knees because we need to suffer and do all these things for God because that can be deception. That's deception too because that's that's not what God's will is. God's will from what I've learned is to um, for us to do his will and to um, minister to him and understand where our life comes from, which is through him. Exactly. And I think there's probably a lot of people who have been hurt in churches um, and are really struggling with their relationship with God and um, because of that. But please don't focus on people and how they've hurt you, but focus on asking the Lord, what could I have learned from this? What could I have done differently? And own it. Own it, own your hurt, forgive those people, but then get back in a, come come home. Right. C- just come straight home, get to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, I got nothing. Um, but I know that there's an eternity waiting for me. I'm broken. I'm I need help. I need fixing. And just get real honest. Take everything that you are angry about and worried about and all of that and and Talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Take a psalm and read it back. You'll be surprised at how honest those psalms are. Right. He wanted his enemies destroyed. Well, I was going to say most of the, I don't know about, most of the psalms, and it's definitely Psalm 91, um, is is coming and um, it's people who who need to come to the Lord and be protected and want his wings around them, or however it's mm-hmm. said, um, 
for um, not because they were on top of the mountain doing everything right. It was because they were in dire need and they were calling out um, for him to rescue them from others and from themselves. Right. And it's amazing when Israel is being destroyed and the prophets that were following the Lord were preserved in many cases. Mm -hmm. Yes, most of the prophets were killed by the people of God, which should tell you something. And, um, and what it should tell you is a lot of people around us can be deceived too. Mm -hmm. But the point that we want to get across is we want to give you tools that we're learning about uh, so that you're not deceived. And then if we could say anything, make, get off the pew, move into being a disciple and then be, become a disciple teacher. Cause mm -hmm. that we're becoming far and for few between, and you're starting to see that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And don't chase another gospel. That's not a gospel. There's only one. And it's in first Corinthians 15, one through three, Christ died for our sins rose from the dead, and we got nothing. And we need to ask him for his help. So did you want to pray? Well, and that's our hope. I mean, we, we have, our hope is that we're, that we're with him. We, we have nothing on this earth, but we have everything with him. Right. Exactly. So, okay. Lord, I thank you for this podcast. And, um, I thank you, Lord, for, uh, giving me the words that I stumble and bumble around and say on these podcasts when it's not something that I'm even um, very, uh, it's not an easy thing for me to do. But I thank you that you give me the strength and the power to um, to go and prepare these and that you've given me a husband who um, prods me along and um, supports me and helps me in, um, in this situation. And I pray that uh, you would help each each of the couples that are out there um, that are married to um, be a helpmate to one another and to uh, point each other to Christ and point each other to the understanding that um, it should be your will, not um, not the will of the person, not the will of their marriage. Um, everything should be laid down before you in in a way that um, uh, presents uh, our heart laid, laying bare before you to um, search it out and give us the strength to do what we need to do to obey you and to um, fulfill your purposes while we're here on this earth. And I pray for protection for um, all of us from the deception that's going out there um, going on out there, and I lift up some of the false prophets that may have started out, Lord, um, loving you and thinking they're serving you, and along the way have gotten deceived, and that if there's any way that you could put it, um, reveal to them the deception that they're in, and um, also give us as Christians to, um, ways to be able to um, speak to them and in however it has to be, harshness and loving kindness, whatever your will is to try to waken them up, um, but to also give us the um, strength to um, know when it's time to walk away from that and mm -hmm. uh, and and move on and pursue um, 
what needs to be pursued, which is um, the preaching the gospel and knowing and telling as many people as we can that there's um, hope and there's life um, with you. So I just, uh, I praise you for that, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. And thanks, everyone. And we'd love to have your comments and feedback. Uh, we'd like to know what you'd like us to do differently and what your thoughts are and where you've been deceived. And um, and if you're not deceived, if you have more insight for us, please put them in the comments. We'd also like you to subscribe and um, to the YouTube channel. It helps us to if you shared um, this, if it's meaningful to you. So uh, we bless you in the name of the Lord to do his will and to follow and to be obedient to his word and to search out the I wants for his will instead. Right. So we want to thank you and we want to bless you in Jesus Bye. name. Amen.